great to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. With me and my guests from around the world. Welcome to the Simon Filer podcast. Welcome to this podcast. Let's get into it, shall we? On the Simon Filer podcast. Amazing journey recording Living by Faith with the delightful Amanda Nixon. Amanda's story will have the hairs standing up all over your body and probably crawling out the door like mine did. Welcome to my podcast, Amanda. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Awesome for you to be here. Now, the first few chapters of your book left me with my drawer literally dropped on the ground. The Faith you've had throughout both these chapters was absolutely awe-inspiring. Obviously, I don't want to give too much away because we want everyone to listen to your audiobook, but you touch in both chapters about things being a God incidence and not a coincidence. So can you tell me a little bit about how you came to find things are a God incidence? Yes. Because I have a strong faith in God, I'm just very aware of his part in my life at all times and I have at different times run into people or met people, sat next to people and I really believe that those times are God incidences, not coincidences because I believe God is making plans and arrangements for my life and can set up that you can meet just the right person at just the right time. Mm, It's beautiful. I love the way you describe that then and also in your book. So how did you first find Christianity and God? Um, I grew up in a family that encouraged me to go to Sunday school and youth group. And I thought, yeah, this Christian life seems quite good. But what really challenged me was when I was about 16 and I had parents that were in a tough place about to separate and... I could see that the leaders at my youth group had a peace and a purpose and a joy that I thought, wow, how, where does that come from? How do I get that? So I asked them a bit more about why are they the way they are? What's this Christian faith? And they explained to me it was about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and that I too could have that personal relationship with Jesus and with God. And I thought, wow, well, I... Count me in, I want to do that. Um, And so I made that decision to ask Jesus to be my Lord, the Lord of my life, and to ask forgiveness and to, yeah, help me in how I live my life. And I've had absolutely no regrets with that decision ever since. You're incredibly inspiring. Thank you. Certainly the stories in your book, those first few chapters and, and the rest. So I'm a Catholic and lately I've been looking more into my spirituality how do you compare Christianity to the new New Age spirituality? That's a good question. Um, I did some study into alternate religions, different religions in the world um, and the New Age. And I suppose because of my Christian faith, I'm clear in my mind that the Bible talks about Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He didn't say, I am a way. So I certainly don't believe um, some people think, well, all religions are sort of the same or it's the same God. No, I actually disagree with that because according to my beliefs, the God of the Bible is the only true God. 
So I actually think some people in the new age are searching but haven't actually found the peace and what they're looking for that can be found with the God of the Bible. Very interesting, because um, some of your later chapters, including the chapter on gratitude and following your passion and doing the gratitude journals, uh, there's a lot of people in the New Age spirituality realm kind of talking about that and that you should do that. But obviously in Christianity, Christ is the missing link. Yes, so Christ is central to my faith. And I think the teaching around giving thanks and gratitude is clearly all through the Bible. Um, And I wonder if the New Age movement has adopted some of those practices from the Christian roots and history of our country. Um, But that's certainly where mine is coming from. Yeah, well, I certainly was thinking that as well. There's a lot that I've listened to out there that is, yes, scattered all out throughout the Bible and obviously maybe... Everything kind of is the, the sort of the, from the same source, God and Jesus. So do you think people who don't believe in Jesus will be condemned or left behind? That's a fairly full-on question. Are you happy to answer that? Yeah, I'm happy to answer. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bible talks about God loves everyone and has made a way for everyone to have a relationship restored with him. So God wants everyone to be in relationship with him and he's provided a way that we can come back to him through asking Jesus into our lives. So it's my belief that we need to have asked Jesus into our lives to be our Lord and Saviour, to be saved and to have eternal life in heaven, as I understand it. Um, I'm certainly um, very conscious that, you know, God is a God who accepts the example we have, accepts everyone. The example we have of Jesus was that he showed love, compassion, no judgment, acceptance for everyone, and that's how I treat people I meet and how I think we should be living as Christians. But at the day of judgment, when we are standing before God, I've got nothing of myself that I can say I've done anything good. It's only because of Jesus Christ. So that's that's where I am. Um, that I think we can only come before God because of what Jesus has done for us. Wow, that's amazing. I love your faith. It's, yeah, beautiful. I'm just welling up. <laughs> okay. What would your advice to people who really want to find Jesus in their lives and they, they haven't yet, apart from listening to your audio book soon to be released, of course? That might help. <laughs> I think this the easiest thing is to call out to God. If you speak to God and ask him to help you in your life, if you want to find Jesus in your life, you can speak to him and ask him to direct you and to help you. Maybe look at the Bible, the Christian Bible that um, has a lot of scriptures and maybe go to a church and see if they can help you find that relationship with God. But you don't need... um, I mean, it's more helpful when there's people that can help you in how to do that. But yeah. you can cry out to God yourself and he hears and he answers. What what particular Bibles do you recommend? Um, some people find some of the more modern translations easier to read. So I certainly like the New Living Translation, the New International Version, the New King James Version, and they're easier to read than some of the really old-fashioned sort of English language versions yeah yeah yep and also about praying I know when I was growing up a Catholic I sometimes 
thought, I don't really know how to pray or like how how do you actually go about doing it? You do touch on it very briefly in your audio book, soon to be released, and you've got the printed book, Living by Faith, but but maybe you can explain to the listeners who might think, yeah, how do you actually pray? A prayer is just a conversation. So just like I'm talking to you now, talking to God is the same. Um, so I might get up in the morning and say, good morning, God. Thank you that I'm here. Please help me today in what I'm doing. If I've got people that I'm concerned about their health or their well-being, I might also ask him to please help my friend or my family member. And then I also spend time waiting or listening because God talks to us as well. It's mm. not just a one-way conversation. Mm. It's actually a two-way conversation. And I think sometimes we forget that. We go to God with our shopping list of things we'd like to happen. Um, but really it's about building a relationship with him. And I find also praying using some of the scripture from the Bible can help because that helps me understand God's character and his nature. So if I pray like giving thanks, if I read some of the verses around giving thanks in different circumstances, that helps to build my faith and I know I'm speaking words that God um, is pleased with. But really it's just being open and honest and having a conversation with God and he answers. Very insightful. Thank you. That's awesome. All right. So obviously um, you've lived a life of amazing God incidences and it eventually all came to um, pass being a book or you thought, oh, I'm going to write a book or how did that come about? Um, for some time I've been thinking maybe I could share some of my experiences of how God has answered prayers and protected me because I like encouraging other people in their faith journey. And I'd written some rough notes about my time on Hinchinbrook Island because a lot of people, when they hear my story about my injury on that island, have said to me, you should write a book. But that I... story, by the way, is a must hear. It is incredible. That's the one that made my hairs crawl out the door, <laughs> my skin. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I suppose I'd had a small idea that I'd maybe could write something, but I really didn't have an idea of how to go about it or what was the next step. And I saw on Facebook an advertisement for something called The 48-Hour Author with Natasha Denman. And I thought, oh, that sounds amazing. How could you be an author in 48 hours? <laughs> yeah. um, and she had an offer to do a half-day workshop via Zoom to actually see what this particular publishing company offers, what support and mentorship you can be given, yeah. mentoring, um, what was involved in their processes, how they do it. And it was a really cheap introductory price, like ridiculously cheap. And so I thought, yes, I'll do that. I sat in for half a day on this Zoom and was really impressed with um, the systems and structures they had set up. Yeah. And they... Then if you were interested or thinking about going to one of their retreats, which is the 48-hour block time, you could book for a couple of months in advance to do that. But before you could get there, you'd have to have a couple of appointments like mentoring sessions that would help you actually work out if I had enough information for a book and did I have enough for what's a standard sort of book, 12 chapters, and then they actually take you through a process around how to plan each chapter, who's your target audience, what are you trying to do. 
um, this particular system works, it's only specifically for non-fiction, right. which was exactly what I was wanting to do. Yeah. Um, they seem to be very supportive, have a lot of runs on the board with a lot of other people that have published books through them. And another woman that I know had also published a book through them. And I thought, oh, well, if, if that person has done it and she's found them okay. Um, and I actually contacted her to sort of check them out, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, you know, gave a glowing report also. So they provided a way forward and made it doable rather than seemingly impossible. And Broke... was it all in 48 hours? Um, the workshop was in 48 hours. <laughs> I actually wrote six chapters in that 48 hours, but I had done a lot of... What? That's huge. <laughs> I actually, before you get to the workshop, you have to have done a lot of preparation. So I'd already had a mud bamp or a plan for each of my 12 chapters. And by the time I got to the workshop, I had already done six chapters, oh, awesome. which I was amazed at myself. Um, you just needed that last little bit of inspiration, I guess. Thinking, yeah, and I've got so to do this now. There was you know, training and input as well as you having some periods of time where you could do the writing. And um, we were encouraged to consider doing audio files rather than writing, and that actually oh, worked yeah. really well for me because it was much faster than sitting writing physically. Um, and then it was a very smooth process. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. So what about have you got any advice for people that might be listening that have got an idea of a book and that they want to write, where would you point them to begin? Um, I would certainly recommend them contacting the 48-hour author and maybe considering one of the half-day taster sessions with mm. Natasha Denman and Stuart Denman because that certainly they bring a body of knowledge and expertise that just make the whole process very easy mm. so that you can avoid a lot of the pitfalls. Um, and, and did you do that on Zoom? Are they in Melbourne? Where are they based? They used to be in Melbourne, but they've recently moved to the Gold Coast in Brisbane. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, the workshop I did was actually by Zoom because it was during a pandemic. And <laughs> actually, N Natasha and Stuart did it from quarantine. Right. They were in a hotel in quarantine, wow. but they still operate their business using technology and run the whole workshop by Zoom during quarantine. Oh, how good modern technology, especially during this pandemic. Yeah, brilliant. So how did then it all lead after you've sort of done your book and you've got it in your hand that you decided I'm going to do an audio book? That's really interesting. I've had a few book launches and obviously trying to get word out that I have a book. I've had it in a few bookstores but I found there's a certain generation that aren't keen on reading. And one of them was my son, who's 24, and he he just won't sit and read a physical book. And he kept saying to me, Mum, are you going to do an audio book? And I was thinking, oh, maybe down the track. But I also found there were a few other, it seemed to be mostly men, that were very keen. They kept asking, oh, have you got it on audio? Because mm -hmm. they would prefer to listen to a book while driving, doing a trip or while doing something else. Mm. And I just thought, wow, there's probably a whole audience out there that could access my book if it was available as an audio. Yeah. And I'm thinking also of older people that may not have good sight or vision. So there's a whole group of people I thought, well, I don't want them to miss out. So I thought I'd try to make it available as an audio book mm. as well. Yeah, excellent. And it certainly is a growing thing. I think I mentioned to you that um, I have heard it's... 
um, outselling print one to four at the moment or something like that. But I really appreciate the fact that you've come in and recorded it with me. Fantastic. And it's it's great being made to feel at ease and encouraged and you've just made the whole process very easy. Thank you. Oh, excellent. I'm really happy to hear that. Well, I've enjoyed the wisdom within your book. It's certainly been enlightening, probably brought me closer back to Jesus. Great. Where my roots come from. I'll be looking more into it. Um, where can people contact you? Now, you're not only uh, obviously a an author, well done. <laughs> Thank you. I do say it all the time, 2% of people that begin, you know, only end up being published, so you're in within 2% of the population. Uh, but you're also a keynote speaker and you also hold workshops yourself, is that right? Yes, yes. So I, I do some social work services and run supervision for social workers and human service workers, also for pastors and chaplains. And I do... You're a chaplain as well, aren't you, at school still or no? I'm a pastor. Right. Um, I su- provide supervision for school chaplains. I'm not a chaplain myself. Okay. I'm a pastor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like you're very busy. Sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, where can people contact you if they want to find out more? I can be contacted through my website, which is amandanixon.com.au, and the website also has contact details to send me a message. And I'm very keen to hear from anyone interested in learning more about the Christian faith or if I can encourage a group of people with speaking opportunities. I'm certainly available even for rural and remote areas. I've really got a heart for people out in the bush and I'm happy to travel. Sounds fantastic. And also throughout your book, you talk about your PhD as well and how that came to pass. You didn't have faith, but you certainly held God's hand and Jesus's hand. And well, did you get there or did you not? We'll leave that to the reader. Okay. (laughs) As a teaser. Okay. (laughs) But I will say thank you for coming in and recording with me, Dr. Amanda Nixon. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. And my guests from around the world. Thank you for being a part of this show. The Simone Filer Podcast. Catch you next time. It's a wrap.